0: Welcome to the Beyond Stuck podcast with Coletta Jones-Patterson, where we feature guests who have overcome the odds and have gotten unstuck. In their words, they share with us practical insight and tips on how to go beyond stuck and enjoy life. On today's episode, we're focusing on love, healthy relationships and marriage. And our special guest is Renetta Nichols. Renetta is a woman who knows God's gift of grace for her life, Jesus Christ. She chooses joy every day because of God's faithfulness in her past, present, and future. She considers her greatest accomplishments in life to be called a loving wife and mother and to serve others by bringing hope and healing to the hurting. She has been in the medical profession for 37 years to answer God's calling to shine his love. Please welcome to today's podcast, Renetta Nichols. Hi, Renetta. Welcome to the Beyond Stuck Podcast. Hi, Coletta. How are you? Good. So good to have you. And I'm excited to hear your story and your journey journey through marriage.
1: Thank you so much. I, I appreciate you letting me be a part of this.
0: Excited. All right. Well, how long have you been married?
1: So I've currently been married to my current husband since 2012. So this is our ninth year. And prior to that, I was married um, in my first marriage for 27 years. Um, So that's quite a few years altogether. That is Um, a
0: lot of years. Yes. I'm sure a lot that you have learned in those years and um, in both relationships. So thinking back, in what ways would you say that you found yourself stuck in your marriage?
1: You know, as I was thinking about um, this particular question, I pray and I really there's really two um, main ways I found myself stuck. One was I believed the lies of the enemy. I believed Satan's lies in my life. Um, I allowed other people to tell me who I was rather than focusing on who God said that I was. Um, And as you go through difficulties, sometimes, um, you know, it's easy to do that because you start to believe who other people tell you that you are. And that put me in a very um, dark place, to be honest. It was very difficult. Mm -hmm. I think the other way that I was stuck was that I uh, did not know how to set boundaries Mm. um, in my life. And when you don't know how to do that in a constructive way, um, it really, again, puts you in a place where you feel very out of control um, of your life. And really, you do kind of turn control over to, you know, other people and other things in your life.
0: Yeah, that's very well put. So you were stuck in a couple different ways. So believing Satan's lies and what other people said about you, and then also not being able to effectively set boundaries, Um, Right. So let's elaborate a little bit there. um, If you want to on what were some of the lies that you looking back now, you know that they were just lies from Satan, but that you bought into or even things that other people said that you began to believe.
1: Right. Well, I think that when you, when you don't focus on who you are in Christ and who he says that you are, then it's so easy, whether it's, you know, a lie of who you are from an emotional standpoint or a physical standpoint, Mm -hmm. um, you begin to, you know, put those things into your heart rather than what God's word says that you are. And for me, you know, some of those ways were all the negative, um, things about maybe my personality um and some of them were true weaknesses of mine Mm -hmm. but i feel like too that whenever you focus on your weaknesses personally and you don't focus on god's strength you know that he gives you to overcome your weaknesses Mm -hmm. um that you can you know start taking what other people are saying my first marriage was a very difficult marriage in communication Mm -hmm. there was um uh, you know, I don't want to get into any kind of negativity, you know, right. about the relationship right. because it always takes two people to, to communicate. Mm-hmm. But um, there was um, a lot of negative, abusive type communication that went on in that relationship. And I think that whenever you, I, I was not in a um, family growing up where a lot of that went on mm-hmm. and so whenever i was confronted with it in a marital relationship it was hard for me to know how to handle it right. um mm-hmm. i was you know i didn't have any skills to handle that and i think that that's then what led into the boundary setting mm-hmm. you know um that had i had those skills you know it would have helped me um to overcome the lies of the enemy mm-hmm. you know too mm-hmm. so I think they feed into each other. Yeah,
0: definitely. And sometimes I think when you're in a situation that you don't know how to handle, it does make you feel like you want to back into a corner or just into, you know, just Mm -hmm. you want to safe. um, You want to um, protect yourself. And so then it's just kind of survival of the fittest and you just do what you have to do to get through. Yeah. So day after day, you can find yourself just still there, um, you know, and wondering when the change Mm -hmm. will happen and when the breakthrough is going to come, because all along you're still praying, you're still believing God, still going to church, you know, you're still wearing the smile, Mm -hmm. but something's not right. right. You don't really know how to fix it. So how do you get to that point where it's like, okay, Lord, I've done all I know to do. I just, you know, can't take this anymore. What, what was kind of your aha moment or your breaking point?
1: Well, I got to say that, you know, I did spend, to your point, I did spend a lot of time in prayer. I I was going to church, you know, I was believing God. I was standing in faith. Mm -hmm. And I think that when you have a really um, in-depth prayer prayer life, and it did deepen my prayer life, Mm -hmm. you know, with the Lord, those those trying times did deepen that in my heart. And I feel like that hearing God's voice Mm -hmm. um, and the Holy Spirit speak to you, Um, in your specific circumstances in your life. And when he does, it always line up with the word of God, right? Mm -hmm. He's not going to speak outside of his word um, to you. But when he speaks to you and you know that you know in your heart that it's his voice. And that was my aha moment. Mm -hmm. Um, my mother was actually um, dying of cancer. Um, there was a lot of other family things going on. And I was just in in-depth prayer um, going over uh, to visit her uh, before the end of her life at one point. And I felt like the Holy Spirit, as I was crying out over my situation, I felt like the Holy Spirit really spoke to my heart about some things that that He, you know, was giving me to actually take steps, mm-hmm. you know, to do. And so in doing that, it involves some um, very close Christian, um, you know, believers that I had around me at the time and seeking counsel from them. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, it was a process. I think that, you know, sometimes the aha moment, um, it begins with maybe, like you said, a moment um, of the Lord speaking to your heart Mm -hmm. and you know it's him. And then when you obey that, then he walks you through the process, Mm. you know, um, of getting unstuck and getting free from the things that you know that he wants you free from
0: yeah that's really good because um you mentioned that he led you through a series of steps but of course you had to choose to be obedient to take take him at his word and then do the work. So you mentioned there's a process um, that you had to go through to get free. So can you share a little bit more on the process? Maybe not specifics, but just I think sometimes we feel like, okay, God gave me this word and now it's just going to happen and a miracle is just going (laughs) to unfold and everything's going to be great. Tomorrow's going to be a new day, but sometimes it does walk us through a process that takes time and it can be very painful. So share a little bit about that. Well, so what I did was I did seek counsel, you know, I sought counsel
1: from other Christian friends um, about the things that I was going through and and how I should respond and what was the Christian way to, you know, respond to those things. I Mm -hmm. sought, um, you know, a professional counseling. Um, I sought professional counseling in the marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, And so as I walked through you know, all of the homework and all of the different um, things that they gave me to do. Um, I think that there were a lot of things that were, were revealed, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes, you know, when the Lord reveals things and when you're obedient, like you said, and you're walking through the process, he reveals things that you didn't even know about yourself or the other person, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and in doing that, uh, he just ordered my steps in such a I don't know, divine way, I guess I want to say to the right people and to the right circumstances that revealed to me, you know, what the next step was that he wanted me to do. And so, you know, in the process, I think the one thing that I did, Coletta, well, really two things was is mm-hmm. that you have to seek the Lord first. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to really be. I remember one day. I spent the whole day going through a particular homework book that I was given. And I, you know, read the book. I did, did the homework. I did the things that I was instructed to do, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and I really went through it with an open heart and writing down, you know, answers to questions and, and, you know, that's what some of counseling is. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I, I try to do those specific exercises and those specific things that, that I did believe the people of God that were around me were, you know, helping me to walk in the word and do what he wanted me to do. My heart, I really felt was in it. You know, I yeah. really was very diligent with it. And so I think when you are going through dark times, number one, you want to isolate. Mm. Um, and so you, you don't want to, though. You don't want to do that. You want to take the step to reach out. And to surround yourself with those who, you know, love God and who are going to have good counsel for you. Mm-hmm. And then you want to pray and you want to read your word, you know, read the word of God and he has instruction for you. So I think those are two specific things that I did that helped me tremendously. Mm-hmm. And I will say without those people in my life, Cletta, um, I I don't know what I would have done. I mean, yeah. the Lord used specific people in my life to really help me put one foot in front of the other and yeah. get get free
0: yeah that's so awesome so reaching out for help that's huge for anyone and Mm -hmm. and don't feel like you're alone there's someone else that's been through it and who can walk you through it and get the professional help if you need it Um, there's no shame in that right and I'm continuing to pray and read the word putting God first and listening to his voice because he's gonna lead us along that journey right okay so now fast forward you've um well, I guess, so there was a period of um, separation and, well, I guess, eventual divorce. Um, yes. And the, the period of singlehood before you got remarried. So what was kind of that transition like?
1: Well, I look back on that time in my life as, with joy, to be honest. I felt like it was a time, first off, I never thought that I'd ever get remarried. Mm. Um, I really didn't because I had been married 27 years and I had four beautiful children and lived a lot of, you know... Um, you know, my life with my kids that I really enjoyed um, and I just didn't really see myself ever being able to trust again mm-hmm. because, you know, in most divorce situations, there's best to trust, you know, just being transparent. That's mm-hmm. just, you know, the way it usually happens, um, whether it's on both people's part or one person's part, you know, the, your trust In being able to trust your heart to another human being, you know, has been wounded. Yeah. So I would say, you know, during my singlehood time, it was a time for me of just really um, healing. It was a time for me to really search my own heart, um, search my own life, and just really lay bare before the Lord. I had a lot of forgiving work I had to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I had to, you know, uh, put myself through the process of of forgiveness, um, not only for, you know, forgiving myself, um, Mm -hmm. for believing the lies of the enemy, but also, you know, um, for, you know, the way I had been hurt, um, Mm -hmm. and forgiving, you know, the other person, um, that I was with. And so that was a real focus during that time for me. Um, I think also, you know, it was a time where I had to overcome fear, Mm -hmm. I remember I moved into my um, new home by myself, and you know, when you're not used to living by yourself, mm-hmm. and I heard, oh, you know, and they were new noises to me, and fear, you know, tries to come in many different, you know, ways. I got married the first time at a young age at 19, and so I really left my parents' house and went straight into marriage.
0: I can't hear. Uh oh. I'm sorry. Here you go. I oh, sorry. You cut out there for I'm a while. I'm sorry. So oh, that's fine. I'm gonna go back to the last part I heard. Um, so, um, dealing with fear or overcoming fear of living alone. We'll just pick okay. up here and then I'll go back. Okay. You left your parents' home when I think when you're 19. I did, and I left my parents' home
1: when I was 19, and then I went into the marriage relationship. And then from that time until the time that I went through the divorce, which was, uh, you know, quite twenty seven years, um, I'd never lived alone. I'd never had to, you know, be financially responsible by. Of purchasing mm. a home or raising children or and, and then I found myself in this situation where you know the night even the nighttime you know it was hard for me to be alone at night mm-hmm. um, and so I think you know it was a real time for me to really press into walking by faith um, and not in fear so Psalm 91 became very precious to me. Um, it's my praise and worship music. I would literally put it on and, you know, let it play all night long mm-hmm. for me to be able to rest. And and it was just a time of me really um, pressing into the Lord and, and gaining healing in those areas of my life. And it was really a precious time. I I look back and I cherish it um, mm-hmm. with great memory, um, but glad that I didn't stay there, you know. Yeah, and that's so. so
0: good. You mentioned fear, that mm-hmm. you were able to overcome the fear, you know, through mm-hmm. praise and worship, continuing to pray and lean into the Lord. So I think that's a really key thing for people to remember when that fear rises up, which is totally normal. The enemy's going to, you know, set it for right. you, but you can overcome it. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And I think God's word is one
1: way that I Did overcome it. In fact, you know, as I was thinking about, um, you know, this time that we were going to have today, you know, I thought about the different scriptures that were, you know, really precious to me. And, you know, the scripture um, in Second Corinthians, and I think it was, um, we're in 10, um, you know, three, um, it says, Mm -hmm. for though we walk and live in the flesh, we're not carrying on our warfare, according to the flesh and using mere human weapons. For the Mm -hmm. weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds. Mm -hmm. And it goes on to say, you know, that we have to, every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God That we lead every thought and purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ. And that scripture for me was like a mainstay because I had to take my thoughts captive. You know, I had Mm -hmm. to take my fear thoughts captive. I had to take my unforgiveness thoughts captive. I had to take, you know, those things lies of the enemy captive mm-hmm. in my life and realized that I had to put God's, you know, what he said, God's word over, you know, those things and mm-hmm. slow, but sure, you know, I was, my heart began to heal. And I felt like I, I got into a place after I met my f- current husband. Um, I literally got into a place where I realized that, you know, I was letting someone back in to my heart, you know, that I was, that I was, that I healed
0: through Mm -hmm. that process. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You were whole again, restored Mm -hmm. all of that. Yes. Mm -hmm. So how is it life now that you've gotten remarried and, um, and you've gotten unstuck in some of those ways so that, well, in all of those ways to a place of healing. So what's the difference now in your second marriage?
1: Um,
0: there's a great difference. I think one thing is, is that I've been
1: I feel free, you know, I feel mm-hmm. free to express myself. I feel free to discuss and be who I am. Um, mm-hmm. I feel supported and loved um, even in my worst moments, you know, because mm-hmm. we all have those. And and then in my greatest moments too, you know, when life is, you know, wonderful and you're celebrating, um, you know, Russell has been a great um, husband to me and show me what it truly is to have a husband who loves you for you. I remember Mm -hmm. before we got married, he said to me, you know, one, one thing is I want you to know that you never need to be any different than you are right now. And you never need to be any different than who you are. Uh,
0: Mm And for me,
1: you know, that you don't have to change, you don't have to rearrange, you don't have to, Mm -hmm. you know, do it a certain way or not do it a certain way. Um, and he has just been such a, a great, um, person, I guess, for me to just, again, continue the healing. And I feel so free, Coletta, and so joyful. Mm-hmm. It's so much easier to communicate with someone when they, um when you know you're supported and loved, you know, even though, and not that we don't ever have any bumps in the road, because I think every relationship does, you know, things that we have mm-hmm. to work through. But mm-hmm. I know that I can trust him. I know that he's not going to walk away when things mm-hmm. get hard. You know, I know that he's for me and not against me, you know, uh, he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't take my weaknesses and, and, you know, hold them up and, you know, say, mm-hmm. look at this, look at that, you know, of your yeah. weaknesses. So,
0: yeah. yeah. First Corinthians 13, it reminds mm-hmm. us that, uh, love holds no record of wrongs. That's right. Mm -hmm. And all that other stuff. So that is so wonderful. Yeah. Uh, Well, what advice do you have for our listeners regarding marriage and healthy relationships, or maybe even if someone's struggling in a marriage or relationship, um, what would you say to them?
1: Well, I would say, you know, um, make sure that you are seeking the Lord first, make sure that you're not concerned so much about what your spouse is or isn't doing, no matter what that is, but that you truly are seeking the Lord for yourself and strengthening your own relationship with him. Because when he speaks to you and, you know, gives you, um, you know, his advice for your life, it's going to be the best advice you could ever have. And when you're obedient to that, he's never going to lead you down a wrong road. I think Mm -hmm. that, you know, that's hard to do whenever you're in the pain of it all. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think that, you know, surrounding yourself, like I said earlier, with those people who are going to support you um, and not um, necessarily support what you want them to say, but who who are going to lead you into the word of God and say, you know what, this is what God's word says, but who are also going to listen to you and understand, you know, if you are in a painful situation. And I just want to you know, preface this with, you know, I don't believe in this. I don't believe that God's word leads us to have to stay in a relationship where you're physically, uh, mentally, mm-hmm. or severely emotionally abused. I don't, you know, I don't. Mm-hmm. Now, I do I believe in divorce? I don't. I believe, you know, that I, I am divorced. I wish that, you know, there's, could have been a different solution but Mm -hmm. at the same time i know that god does not require um us to stay in those situations if they're dangerous you know i believe that Mm -hmm. you know it's okay to you know uh, remove yourself for a time separate in a marriage relationship so that both people can get help um Mm -hmm. you know and try to resolve it but one thing i did learn coletta is marriage takes two and if yeah. one person wants to resolve it and the other person doesn't, then you just have to trust the Lord that he's leading and guiding you, you know, in, in the way that he wants you to take. Um, mm-hmm. I know that it's his desire that, you know, divorce would not be, you know, this end solution. But mm-hmm. I believe if it is the end solution that his grace is enough, you know, yeah. and you have to mm-hmm. move forward like we've talked
0: about hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. That, that's really good. Um, and then what are some tips? And you've mentioned a few of them, just, you know, good communication, being able to trust each other. But what are some other things if you really want to have a healthy relationship and a healthy, strong marriage?
1: I think that you have to take daily time for each other. I think that mm-hmm. um, and this is going to sound really trite, um, but you have to do the little things. I think, yeah. you know, my husband gets up every morning and he, you know, makes coffee for me to take to work, you know, with me. Um, mm-hmm. He does my lunch and sees me out the door. And maybe that's not specific things that someone else would need, but you know what it speaks, it speaks, I'm here for you and the little things. And I mm-hmm. think that, you know, we forget that life gets so busy with children, gets busy with, you know, jobs, gets busy with mm-hmm. even going to church and all the church activities if you're a part of that. You know, that, that you forget to be there for the person, little things you forget to, you know, give the Mm -hmm. kiss before you go out the door, say, I love you. Or, you know, I think that those, um, and, and although it sounds, you know, really easy in one sense, sometimes it isn't, you've got to take those date nights, you've got to, you know, you've got to take the time to build the relationship and keep the relationship fresh, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and I think make the investment, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because you can't make the withdrawal if you don't make the investment, you know, there has to be something there. And I think that a lot of people do that when they're dating. Um, Mm -hmm. But then when life gets busy and you're with each other every day, then you begin to, you know, take it for granted. Like I know, and I don't do the same, um, you know, get the morning coffee for Russell, but you know, I do do things (laughs) like, You know, I watch whenever he's out of his, you know, cologne that he really likes and I'll just randomly go get it or, you know, just Mm -hmm. little things, you know, do, do his laundry when he normally does his own, which is a gift to me, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. no, just little things that you, um, you know, notice that your spouse may need, or if, you know, even if it's not something that you purchased or buy, but that, you know, it's an encouraging word, you leave them a note. Just the little Mm -hmm. things in life. I think that that's what keeps the relationship healthy and spending time with one another, not taking each other for granted because they may not always be there for one reason or another.
0: Right. That's so good. And being intentional in all of these ways, Yes, you know, because we make it a priority for the things that are important to us. Right. So making our spouse a priority is, should be number one. Yes, absolutely. Um, Of course, behind following the Lord. Right. Well, good. I have so enjoyed this um, conversation, hearing more about your story, your journey through marriage. And I know it has helped so many of us just um, go to that next level in our marriages. And even for those who may be struggling, that they took um, some of this and they can apply it to their lives yeah. and um, and see God move on their behalf. Right. And I just want to uh, mention too that um, Renetta is a nurse practitioner. So if you're in Northwest Arkansas and you have any medical needs, she would be happy to um, see you. Tell them the name of your clinic, Renetta. It if you would, um, my name, of my clinic is the Northwest Family Medicine Clinic in Centerton,
1: Arkansas. Um, it's at 101 Sun Meadow Drive in Centerton, and I would love to take care of anyone who has medical needs. I can uh, be a primary, uh, you know, care um, provider, and I just really enjoy my patients and and hope to you know love on them and help uh, fulfill their medical needs too. So, yeah. That's awesome because we we're three part beings, so we need all of That's those. That's right, and I love praying with my patients when I get an opportunity. So
0: it's been a blessing in my life that I've really enjoyed uh, my career in that way. That's so wonderful. Well, thank you again, Renetta, for being with us today, and we look forward to um, hearing more and yes. um, seeing you hearing from our listeners next time on the Beyond Stuck podcast.
1: Thank you, Coletta.